Let us pray. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Today's Psalter reading comes from Psalm 119, verses 1 through 8. Listen to the word of the Lord. Happy are those whose ways is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Happy are those who keep his decrees, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame. Having my eyes fixed on all your commandments, I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous ordinances. I will observe your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Today's New Testament reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew. Chapter 5, verses 21 through 26. Listen for the word of the Lord. You have heard that it was said in those ancient times, you shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you, that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council, And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother or sister and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to court with him or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Dear Lord, use me as your vessel to speak your truth. Be present with us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today's sermon title is Go and Be Reconciled to One Another. In today's passage, Jesus is teaching his disciples a lesson on anger, the first of six antitheses taught in Matthew chapter 5. In the previous verses, 17 and following, Jesus addressed the law and the prophets. While the perception of many leaders during the time of Jesus was that Jesus came to overturn the law, Jesus was doing quite the opposite. As he explained in verse 17, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. You see, Jesus was teaching how to live out the law. That is, he was teaching how to live according to God's original intentions, teaching how to live with a heart of goodness towards others, teaching how to live the love of God and the love of neighbor as self. 
Jesus' teaching is very different from the teachings of the leaders during his time. Leaders back then were merely enforcing the law, telling people about the law and telling them to obey the law. They did not provide a plan for how the law was supposed to be lived out from day to day. They did not give examples of how to care for one another from the heart. They only presented the law and suggested obedience to it, lest the consequence for disobedience to the law be reinforced. The leaders did not speak to the heart of matters dealing with the law. They simply enforced the law. Simply enforcing the law is a problem because only uh, one will only learn by trial and error. If I break the law and go to jail for a time and there is no teaching or reasoning for why I should not break the law, I may be a repeat offender of the law when I am released. Thus, my learning is if I do this, then that will happen. If I break the law, I will go to jail. Some might be thinking, yeah, yeah, you know, lesson learned. However, this lesson learned does not address the heart of the matter. What is in the heart that allows the mind and the body to do what is wrong? The leaders were not concerned with teaching the heart to live in obedience to the law. Loving parents and guardians teach their children right from wrong. When a child strays from what is right, a loving parent or guardian will reiterate the rule, remind their child while the, why the rule is in place, and give an appropriate consequence for stepping out of bounds as a reminder to always try to do the right thing. This certainly reminds me of a time in my own childhood when I was bike riding outside of my neighborhood. I was way outside of the boundaries my parents established for bike riding. I crossed over a dangerous intersection well known for car accidents. As a matter of fact, there were so many accidents that they finally installed a traffic light at that intersection. I went on to visit a classmate and I stayed a few minutes too long. You see, I had planned to get home before my parents arrived home from work. However, on my way home, who did I see but my mother in her car at the infamous dangerous intersection. My mother motioned for me to meet her at the house. And when I got home, I learned how much my mother loved me. I learned how she feared for my safety when I was out bicycling and that the stay in the neighborhood boundary was for my own safety. I was restricted from bicycling for a time. But I learned a lesson, a lesson filled with love and care for me, a lesson from the heart. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus quotes the Old Testament six times, but then appears to correct it, 
Six times he says, you have heard that it was said only to add, but I say to you, as if his words were the final authority. Did Jesus oppose the law or think that he needed to correct it? Beloved, Jesus did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. You have heard that it, it was said to those in ancient times, you shall not murder or whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. If you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. Here, Jesus takes a deep dive into the matter of murder. He does not only look at the act of murder, but he looks at the root of the action. How did one come to the act of murdering another? Jesus teaches that the action is born out of that which is felt in the heart. People do not murder at random. So what are the pre-murderous dispositions that lie behind the act? They are the dispositions of anger and hatred that have not been dealt with, but left to fester and well up in one's heart and soul, driving the individual to commit murder. If anger and hatred lead to murder, then they are culpable too, even if it never leads to the action. You have heard, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. This statement is far from truth. James 3 and 6 says, and the tongue is a fire. The tongue is placed among our members as a world of iniquity. It stains the whole body, sets on fire the cycle of life, and is itself set on fire by hell. Words. Words can tear down and break the spirit of a person. Words. Words used for harm can bring about so much heartache and pain until all sense of self-worth is gone. Hurtful words that are said to a child can produce a spirit of unworthiness that sets in motion the need to prove oneself well into and throughout adulthood. Words used recklessly hurt and may cause irreparable damage. If you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother or sister and then come to the offer, come to the come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on your way to court with him and your, or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you will be thrown in prison. And truly, I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. Friends in Christ, our worship, our giving, our service to God is hollow and meaningless 
if there is tension and strife between us. Jesus says, we must not simply refrain from violence ourselves, but we must make peace with others so as to alleviate their anger and contempt. But wait a minute. Wasn't it Jesus who overturned the money changers' tables in the temple? Wasn't Jesus angry? You're right. Jesus was angry. However, Jesus became angry for the sake of others. There is an anger that is loving, that wishes no one any evil. It loves the sinner while it hates the sin. Jesus was slow to anger. His anger was mingled with grief over such sins as hypocrisy, willful misunderstanding, fruitlessness, and unbelief. Unlike us, he did not become angry at all uh, at personal mistreatment. When arrested, mocked, and beaten, and crucified, he was as quiet as a lamb being led to slaughter. He did not rebuke his tormentors or offer self-defense. Jesus was silent except to say, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Peter says, when they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Brothers and sisters, murder is the action and direct result of anger born and grown in the heart. God sent Jesus to bring full meaning to the law. You shall not murder. And with the fullness of meaning, we are convicted to go and be reconciled to our brother or sister or mother or father or family member or friend if anger with them or them angry with us, lest our worship and offering to God be in vain. So what is expected of us in light of the full meaning that Jesus Christ brings to the law? The answer is this. We are expected to confess, to repent, and be reconciled to one another. To confess means to admit or acknowledge wrongdoing in sin or in a sin. In verses 23 and 24, Jesus says, If you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother or sister. Far too often, we say and do things that cause others to harbor anger. We go on with life as if nothing is wrong. But confessing our sins is the beginning of healing. We release all that is negative and evil and make room for God's grace and mercy in our lives. Confessing our sins opens the door to forgiveness. The scripture provides many verses on confessing sins. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. When we confess our sins, we live into God's original plan for our lives, to love God and to love our neighbors as ourselves. After confession of sins, we must completely turn away from all that caused us to sin in the first place. When we turn away from sin, we are repenting from sin. A repentant heart desires to change bad behavior and reflect a deep remorse. Sometimes it's easy to say I'm sorry so we can just get on with life. However, saying I'm sorry is not enough. It is only the beginning. Our confessing, our sins, uh, after we confess them, we must make a commitment not to fall prey to that sin ever again. Repenting or turning away from sin takes real effort and intention to be successful. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation and brings no regret. Our salvation is what this is all about, friends. Salvation through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Finally, when we confess and repent from sin, we have a chance at reconciliation. To be reconciled means to get back to the peace and harmony, the life that God created us to live. Through Jesus Christ, we are given the ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation is something we should strive for in our daily lives. Reconciliation makes us right with God and prepares us for the life in the kingdom to come. Brothers and sisters, Today we can celebrate as disciples in Christ because each and every day is an opportunity uh, to go to those who we have wronged and make things right. We have the opportunity to say I'm sorry and to turn over a new leaf that demonstrates our love to God and neighbor. We have the opportunity to go and be reconciled to one another. Amen. Amen.